Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So I'm sorry, Sam. I don't think I have anything to fight you on this week. Yeah, you know what? I was actually kind of thinking the same thing when I was watching it. It's <laughs> just like, you know exciting episode but i don't think there's gonna be much to argue about this episode i think this one was just straightforward Mm -hmm. i I really enjoyed our debate i'm kind of upset i don't have anything to talk shit about (laughs) next episode next episode yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. there's gonna be kamamura in the next episode so i'm sure we're gonna disagree oh my did did you guys see that line that line the end scene line no no it was the line with uh bambietta where she's um what is it she's upset and she goes like oh i'll fucking blow your blow blow the smile off your face before i go doggy i didn't go see af- that go after go my a- doggy oh not, okay that's what it was not because i do doggy style because i saw someone on twitter and they wrote the caption but they must have erased yeah, they that part. changed and it, i was like Jose. what the fuck <laughs> Jose. i was like holy shit Jesus. I watched the wrong episode. Welcome back to Bleach Boys. We're hitting up with episode three of Core Two of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, which I think is actually episode sixteen. Does Seven, that math 17? work out? Seventeen? Seventeen? Seventeen. Seventeen. All right, cool. Uh, I have it written in reverse here. Let me see. No, episode 17 is the next one. This is episode 16. 16. We're off to a flying start already. So we're going to talk about all the ins and outs. There's a very exciting episode. Very um, 10 out of 10 soundtrack episode, if I do say so myself. Hell yeah. We're going we're gonna to kick it off right from the start. We're in the middle. Of the, I liked how they started the episode, where they kind of showed different battles happening across Cerate. Um We get to see some characters that we really haven't seen before. I immediately got excited because Lieutenant Iba was immediately yeah. shown on the screen. Was, Even for just a second, I was like, yo. He had, he had the glasses on and everything yes. still. Didn't care that I was, was like, dark. dude, about fucking time he gets a little bit of screen time. Because what is he doing? And then they show, I'm going to put this as a question mark, Momo? It was Momo. It was she Momo. Looks, she looks way different. Way, way. She looks almost younger than what she looked like she, in the regular because uh, she's not stressed out anymore, you know. Oh, when the, yeah, the stress yeah. makes the stress you older. Stress ages you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And Momo she got a hair- her last stress. She got a haircut. You know, she she dumped her ex. She got a haircut. <laughs> there she got a glow up. She's working through. Yeah, stuff. we st- we still hate her. Uh, then I had to also <laughs> write. Uh, Isane makes an appearance and that she's out there true. killing she's, people on the battlefield. Yeah, she's doing her job. Yes. Oh, yeah, which is infinitely more than what Squad Four did in the first invasion. Infinitely more. I mean, they were told not to go out. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be such a pussy. So, but Isana's out there doing her thing. She wish, to her credit, she's healing somebody that looks fucked up. So yeah, I was like, all right, all right, you know, hey. Hey, guy's dead, man. Yeah, she's doing her thing. And then we get to see Ikaku and Yumichika, the boys. They're running from Stern Raiders. Shuhei also running from, I don't think he's running from Stern Raiders per se, but he's just running. He's just doing he's his just thing. He's just trying to figure out what's going on. He's yeah. in that, he's like Zoro right now. He's yeah, a little yeah. turned around. He's doing his thing. And then we get back to the classic, the Basby, the King Du, where we left off last episode. And we find out that underneath King Du's cloak this whole fucking time, he's carrying Rangiku. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, how do you? <laughs> yeah. So th- this woman is. He, she's I, huge. You know, yeah. She's a. Yes. I mean, she's got a lot of weight in the yeah, front. Yeah. But, yeah. Know, how the hell? And he just pulls the cape out and plops her out there. It's honestly is a great question, Jose, because I was like, the fuck? There was no bulge. There was no nothing. Can I borrow that cloak when I go yeah. see movies? Yeah, it's like a cloak. Just hide ho- everything. It's like a cloak of holding. There you, you know, go. He, he gets to throw whatever he wants everything in the cloak, and there's infinite space. It's good to go. But I wrote also that she fucking, it looks like he cut her throat. Yeah, right? Okay, so which just that looks over the fucked up, like, like if that's true. Which I always remember, and maybe this is just my poor memory. I always kind of remembered King Dude's a fucking loser. But he seems like he's kind of kicking ass and taking names at this point. They made him better. Yeah. He's got some cool combos and stuff that he's pulling off also we'll get into later in the episode. But we find out that his name is Sternander I, the Iron, as you can't tell by his fucking iron-ass claws. And then we get Daiguren and Hyoren Maru from King Du. He uses Hitsugai's Bankai because, as we discussed last episode, only Sternrinder that's going to try this tactic. Because mm-hmm. we see this episode very quickly. Everybody else loses theirs. So King Du says that the Bankai that he stole from Hitsugai will continue to live on after Hitsugai dies. Which is interesting to think about because, like, isn't the whole thing that you pour your soul into this bankai, right? You raise up whatever the fuck the thing was that it's you a made. part of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then now is there this new technology where you could potentially lend your bankai to somebody else. It could be Boruto. Oh my god, yeah, no! It could be Boruto. They could start <laughs> storing bankais inside of. I was gonna say Ninja Tech, uh, Soul Reaper Tech, and just start lending them out to people. The door is open. The door Just is be wide like, open. Hey, head captain, you're not going out. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine Yama could leave and be like, lend his bankai to somebody. But then I also question what happens to that bankai when said person who's holding the bankai dies. It could be a single use. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. I agree. That single use One and pops done. back. Yeah. Which you think, imagine single use soy fonts. You know, fucking <laughs> launching off nukes wherever you want. Just, like, random guy. It could be me or Jose walking on the street. Uh, Bankai. Boom. Just instantly dead. Okay. Now imagine someone is charging the Soul Society walls and there's just a bunch of dudes on the wall and they all pop the Bankai. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You could really, it opens the door to almost like Soul Reaper suicides bombers. My Yuri is going to be able to like replicate her Bankai and then it's just going to be bombs all over the place. Since the first invasion was already using his dudes to fucking bomb people. Now imagine if he has the technology, reverse engineer the little thing that Kisuke gives him and he starts handing out Soifan Bankais across the board. Yup. That'd be Mm -hmm. hilarious undefeatable soul reaper okay we get the title which i, I didn't want to make a note here bleach number 16 which i could have figured out that we were on episode 16 the fun the fundamental virulence is that how you fucking say that word and i, believe I had to virulence go- virulence virulence i had to google it because i also I like, googled f- this okay okay i was like the fuck is a virulence and there's two there's two definitions one means like severity harm whatever the fuck but the first one that pops up is the severity or harmfulness of a disease or poison in particular uh, yeah. that's what this episode relates to the yeah, the hollow the poison with the quincy's the whole discussion we're gonna get to later so chi- switching over we get urahara chiming back into mayuri where's another point we left off last episode and he says that he discovered a weakness in the means that quincy used to steal the bankai that they can use to, to prevent them from stealing their bankais going forward and to reclaim everyone who's had it stolen take their bankais back uh love the whole discussion between mayuri and her urahara i 110 want more of them together they're like 
the people that hate each other but are best buds. Dude, it's it's fantastic. I love how he calls him up and yeah. he's just like, ugh. So yeah. He's like, never do this again. You put a little bug in my clothes. Yeah. Hangs up and he's like, ah, just kidding. I was on my way here anyway. Yes. And I like, I put, put a special note because like that whole conversation is happening and I feel like you have the ebb and flow with like the other story. He's like, oh, awesome. We're hired. I was like, oh no, we can't be too excited. We're going to get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut yeah. up, dude. Yeah. It's Fuck. like, no, no, no. And then even like when he's like, firstly, I don't give a shit about your little pill. Why did you put a fucking earpiece on my on my costume? And then everybody's like, please just accept it, please. <laughs> like everybody's like, Mayuri holds the fate of the Soul Society in his hands, as far as they know, to hang up on her heart and nobody gets a bankai. Exactly. It'd be mm-hmm. hilarious. He's like, I'd figure this out yeah. anyways. It's just game over. If they if Uruhar was already on the way, game over for everybody. So let's see. Um we learned about the Shinyaku. Which uh, was something that Urahara figured out when Quilge absorbed the hollow. And that basically let Urahara see a little glimpse that he cannot fully uh, control the hollow power. So, and then we get a little bit of uh, discussion about the Arankar's resurrection, which I was like, damn, we going back old school resurrection. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically the power of their soul that is shaped into a sword and released to obtain a greater power. They say that it is nearly identical to a Bankai. And if a Bankai is stolen, then you would argue that because they're almost identical, an Arankar should be able to be stolen as well, but they haven't stolen a single one. Not from Halibull, not from any of the Trespassias. They've not stolen anything like that. I put... Uh, Asterisk because they're racist. But then we're gonna move on to the actual, that. We're gonna move on to the actual explanation here. And they say that the uh, resurrection can't be stolen or steal so there's two options that he's hypothesizing could be is one, they just straight up can't steal it, or two, stealing it would be disadvantageous to them. So Urahara says they can't think of a reason why they, you know, can't steal it. So he go- goes more towards it would probably be a big disadvantage if they were to steal it. And then Urahara is back into the lab with Miyuri, which he gives a little nice nod. Miyuri's pissed off. He's like, hey, no, but you did a good job figuring out the light, He's you know? Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is super cool. This is the only place that's not touched. Yeah, and because of the light, he was able to have that whole little control center that was untouched by fucking anybody. I do. Make one uh, make one on point. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did I just say? Yeah. Anyways, his RGB suit is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's sick, right? dog. I was his watching his RGB like, suit. What the awesome. fuck? Yeah, even when it's changing when he's in the lab and stuff like that is fucking. That is badass. I'm like, it, it, uh, it's cool. Where's Nemu? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, she got almost no showtime this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I took the screenshots that were necessary. Okay, there was <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, that's what that's what we were worried about actually. So once they're inside of the lab, Urahara is able to open up a connection using these weird little fucking bug things to go around. And, I forgot I, he had stuff like that. It they, was disgusting. They look like his it was disgusting. They look like a baby. So he sent all the little bugs out to reconnect to the wires, and it was able to pipe Urahara in, which I guess. A direct connection only the Soul Reapers can hear, judging by how nobody else knew what the fuck was going on. And he explains that he is basically sending them a little gift, this little black pill, which is the Shinyaku. And it is only going to react to those who have Bankai. Once touched, it will absorb. And it can touch anywhere, foot, finger, toe, wherever. The or sword. sword. Because it's part of them, you know, part of their soul. And it will permeate the inner part of your soul. And I wanted to make a, a little note here, which I, I'm sure you guys caught as well because you guys are you know so intelligent and mm-hmm. awesome. But they sent one to Shuhei. As yeah, well, they sent yeah. one to Shuhei, so they know he has Bankai. I'm assuming he doesn't have Bankai yet. So why is he getting a pill? Why why waste one? Because just in case the Quincy have anything else up their sleeves, you might as well give it to everybody. I don't think he gave it to everybody though. We didn't yeah, see oh, oh. him give it to everybody, but we don't know. Oh, I was just gonna say because Omida gave his to Soy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he gave it to everybody. I think he gave it specifically to the people that had the Bankai. Well, I guess I guess to be fair, Shuhei was training for Bankai at that point. 
Okay, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. And they showed it in the earlier episodes. It could have just been a, like a captain and a lieutenant situation. Well, I guess I just don't understand unless I looked away. How did they even get the black pills there? Magic. It's the okay. same way the butterflies because work. I just don't understand why, like, for Hitsugaya, per se, he fucking airdropped it right next to his little fucking pinky and was like, dink. And like, then uh, for Soifan, we're going to give this one to Omida and we're going to have Omida go and deliver it. Magic. The bugs were just smart. The bugs were like, hey, <laughs> we got to drop it off to this dude. Yeah. So I, I guess, you know, fuck Soifan to the very end. Also, I got to I gotta point out the, the, the way he announced everything that's been in the oh, show the, from. Hello. Yeah, that's. You know that's been around forever, right? What do you mean, like uh, the intercom system? Yeah. Do you remember when uh, what's it, when Unohana told uh, what's her name, Isane to tell everybody Aizen was a traitor, and she marked that shit on her arm? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only the people that had been in touch with them could hear it. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because well, like go. during that scene, Orihime's like, I can't hear shit, and they go, Yeah, you weren't around Squad Four. Okay, there you go. Because, yeah, I was really wondering. I was, like, watching. I was, like, so are they just directly piping into somebody's mind? Like, just – but I guess that makes Rangiku sense. Rangiku does that too, right? Yeah, Rangiku does it in the last war, I think. Last okay, episode. Okay, the first invasion, right? Yeah, first invasion. Uh, Tosin does it at some point. Oh, Tosin. Damn. Hey, okay, all right, all right, all right. So we get a bit more exposition on how he kind of figured out what was going on. And Urahara continues saying that the, only, the uh, only one reason the Quincy could hate the Hollows is because it's the fear of that which endangers your life. And that yep. Quin- he says the Quincy as a race have no antibodies against the Hollows. And the existence of the Hollows is quite literally poison to the Quincy's. And they say that encroachment by the Hollows not only weakens their spiritual pressure, but ultimately leads to the decay of their soul and their death. So you could literally trap a Quincy in a hollow in a room, bind up both of them, and the Quincy will slowly die. Is that correct? I don't know. I don't know if it's actually like legit poison, but it's just like that they can't fuck with it because Quincy's so are absorb- a race. Yeah, they absorb Reishi all the time, and that's how they, that's how they attack. And you can't absorb shit from a hollow. Hey man, it'd be hmm. cool if Grimjor just walks up and spits on a Quincy. He's like, "Help me, poison!" <laughs> yeah, it's just game over at that point. And they say part of the reason why they don't have any antibodies is because, unlike the Soul Reapers, they don't really have a path that connects them to the Hollow side. They don't have the Hollowfication path that's open to them. So, if you add a little bit of Hollow power and Hollify the Bankai's that were stolen or have yet to be stolen, it becomes literally poison to the Quincy's. And this is where we get the glit the return of Hyorimaru to Hitsugaya. And I thought this scene was incredibly hilarious. So, King do. King Du full-on fucking watched Hitsugaya touch this pill. Whole thing. Watched him dead ass on the ground, slowly go, bink, and it disappears. Hyonormaru returns to Hitsugaya. King Du is like, what the fuck did you do? First of all, he fucking watched him do it. Second of all, I get like, okay, what was the pill you just touched? How did you get that back? Hitsugaya's just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe Hyonormaru wanted to return to me. He's like, he missed me, bro. Uh, it's like, uh, excuse me? I literally just saw you press something, and then it worked. <laughs> it ain't no like, oh, he decided to come back, motherfucker. I watched you do it. Yeah, and we get that little bit where you hear Hyonormaru in the background, too. Yeah, And sick. I was like, ah, let's go. Sick. If I, I'm just, if I was King Dune, it's like, hey, like, like, I literally didn't kill you on the ground. I watched you fucking sit there. I gave you the full exposition. And then when I asked for the return, hey, what did you just do with that black pill? Oh, Hyonormaru wanted to come back to me. Do you think I'm fucking dumb? I just like watched you press that. <laughs> I would stab the shit out of him while he's on the ground, just straight up. But he's then a bad guy. S- he's a bad guy. He has to let the good guy give a shot. No, fuck that. No, Sam fuck would be them. such a like oh, insta kill. Insta killer. He'd be double tapping people. Nope, nope. Yep. No more rules of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the monsters watching the Power Rangers morph. You gotta get, you yeah, gotta let yeah, him get the cool yeah. shot. 
I have not seen a single episode of any of the Soul Reapers establishing a Geneva Convention. So no. I just that's open open war to me. So you're saying you'd be super down for mustard gas? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if we win and we're winning, and then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to win the war against the Soul Reapers. They're all going to be dead on the fucking ground. I'm going to rewrite the history and say they were using mustard gas, and then I'm going to ban it so nobody else can use it against me. That is true. The winners are the ones who uh, rewrite history. Yeah. And then it's game over. Who's going to come attack the guy that secretly has mustard gas? No one. And then you're going to complain that they were using a trench shotgun. Yep, 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 yep. You already got it, Pythes. You already got it. We we can lock this thing right up. Sam's bonka is going to be mustard gas. <laughs> it's going to be like a Baragon's uh, yeah. attack, but you know his re- his release form is going to be all guns. Well, yeah, I'll <laughs> be at the uh, you know the alcohol or the you know I want to say the Alcoholics Anonymous for the banned bonkais. It'll be me, Shinji, Urahara. They'll be saying like, "Oh, so like, what did yours do?" Well, mine makes enemies think that they're bad guys. Like, oh, okay, pretty cool. Urahara, what's yours do? I could pretty much change anything. You know, pretty crazy shit. Oh, what's yours? Literal mustard gas is what mine is. You breathe it in, you're dead. It's just like, it's a horrible way to go. Nobody likes it. I can't fucking use it, period. Like, it's just game over. And the release uh, command is, uh, is what's a war crime? <laughs> yeah. Listen, ain't no one has made any treaties in this world. So I, I, I'm just saying, it seems a bit weird to me that nobody's gassing everybody up. Also, who gives so. a fuck? The Central 46 is corrupt as shit. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. those fools. If anything, I make the world better. Just so, convince hey, them. Just be like, hey, look, I can use this for you. Yeah. Imagine your enemies. Someone trying to re-relect you, just throw a little bit of mustard gas in there. That ain't no biggie. Toss Sam in. He'll win the yeah. war for us. Some rat poison in their drinks. Like, fuck, I get this shit done. <laughs> we ain't got to use swords. We're not, bar- we're not barbarians anymore. We got gas and nukes. <laughs> and oh, my God. You use soy fonts. You use soy fonts. Uh-huh. And you convert it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just attach them together. It's yep. a combo attack. We fucking launch it from halfway across the world. They survive the mustard gas. They think they've got away, and then they then they just hear Jocko Rykoven coming at them. <laughs> Sam yeah. cornered them. It was perfect, all yeah. in one spot. Exactly. We use the gas to push them into one section. This is war crime one hundred and one. We've got this, and we make sure. Honestly, if we're going full war crimes, we kill the medics first. Game over. Oh, yeah. Game over. First, speaking of, who the fuck are the medics on the Stern Ridge side? They just have none. Yeah. If you fail, you die. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Fair, fair play. I no mean, retreat, well, no that's, surrender. That's a winner's strategy if I've ever heard one. So. Uh, we'll get to that next episode probably. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, okay. All right, all right. So speaking of Soyfon, she is uh, in, on screen fucking roasted by BG9, about to get, like, dissected. And who saves the day? Omida. Omida fucking jumps in and saves her ass. And so Omida basically delivers the pill to her and holds her while she pops Bonkai and fucking shoots it right at BG-9, which the explosion animation was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it was fantastic. I was 10 like, out of 10. The animation was insane for that. An exact copy of the way it looked in the manga. Mm. Yeah. It was um, that well, shape. It must have gotten jacked. You know, to be able to hold her and not That's move. what I was going to say, Jose. This confirms Omida is at least building strength. At least building strength. He's powerful now. He didn't even, I don't even think got pushed back. No, he didn't. He was just he holding was her. steadfast holding her. In the anime, in the OG, in the Bargon fight, he, she wrapped around the building like 18 times. Bargon just held her in this one. That's a strong motherfucker if I've ever seen one. Let's go, Omida. Omida's mm-hmm. the goat. Yeah, he, he is the GOAT. And so we go back to Hisakaya, unfortunately, and he says that Hyonamaru cannot attack itself because King Du still has half of Hyonamaru and they're trying to fight each other. And I did like, like you know, Hisakaya's just kind of defending. King Du's going in. He's like punching it. He's doing kicks. He kicks him up in the air. I'm like, damn, I'm almost rooting for King Du here. He's popping off all these combos. He's really and mad. This, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be too. But I liked it. I was like, damn, get him, King Do. And this is where we get the scene of Hyonamaru talking to Hitsugaya, which I thought was super, super cool. And that leads immediately into the fucking, arguably one of the sickest versions of Hitsugaya with a half hollow yeah, ice like frozen mask. That is fucking dope. I do like how he goes, oh, I guess this is pro- probably because of the holification in there. Mm-hmm. And, and he's got, sick. He's got the, the visor and mask voice. Yeah, yeah that it is sick. fucking sick. Really well done. And then we see King Do get absolutely frozen, and we get a little scene of Basby seeing King Do get frozen. He's like, "Fucking jump later." Yeah, he's like, "Oh well, yeah, fuck this dude." And then Hitsugaya collapses, trying to get to Rangiku, and someone is mysteriously behind Hitsugaya. Who could it be? Now I'm going to ask this a legitimate. I don't know who that is. Oh, oh, do you not? Do you want me to spoil it or just leave go it? for it? Go for it. Go for it. Who it's, is it? It's a uh, Giselle, the zombie girl, I believe. Oh, that's right. Because he turns into the undead version of guy. That's right. That's a All cool, right, yeah. It's a cool character oh. in Brave Souls. I don't have, and I'm mad about I, it, dude. That is yeah. one of the best versions of guy in Brave Souls because he has the purple aura that goes yeah. around him. Fucking sick. So the mid credit scene, which is the only one of value, is the one of Okuyori, really. So the first one is of the Shin Reiyaku, wherever the fuck the pill is. In a turn of events, most of that translated is already said to you in the anime because there's so much exposition between Mayuri and Urahara, so there was nothing missed there. Even the second one about the Resurrection, most of it was also said by Mayuri and Urahara because there was so much explanation in this, which is not the case for most episodes. The only thing I thought was of interest in the second one is they do make a special mention, which is why Okiora is shown there. There's a small paragraph in that says that it said there's a second stage in the Resurrection, but the details are unknown. So they don't even mention it, which makes me wonder, does Ichigo bring that up to anybody? Like, hey, no. did you guys know that me, uh, fucking Okura had a second one? Does that ever get brought up? Does He's probably like, like oh, he that? did. Or what no if he told that to Grimjo? Like, hey, Grimjo. Like, hey, welcome back. Did you know that Okura <laughs> had a second stage? To <laughs> oh, his I would know that. Grimjo would be so mad. Yeah. It's like, hey, all you people that have one, like Halibull, Grimjo, you guys know there's a second tier? You guys can reach a second one? Nani? Yeah. It's like, that seems like that would be relevant information, especially if they're your, you know, their teammates at this point. Ichigo doesn't seem like a gossip to me. No, I don't think so either. And that's why I think he totally saw this happen, totally got fucked up by Okura. He probably never talked about it, never mentioned it, never brought it up. Because Ichigo is, seems, is, for better or for worse, easy breezy. Forget, Love and forget. Move on. Don't worry about it. Don't let it stress you out. He wants to relax. So he's not sitting around talking about that to anybody. Okura did mention he's the only one that has it too. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying, like, what if Grimjo had the knowledge that that exists? I'm sure there's a way he could train for it. I'm sure there's a way that he could go, you know, even further beyond. And look know? cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because Grimm's resurrection is not the coolest. I love my boy, but it's yeah. not the coolest. He looks like, like a, you know, like... The other two people that know don't know what to do with that knowledge. Because the <laughs> fuck is Orihime going to talk about? Yep. 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 Orihime and then Uryu doesn't give a shit either. It's like the three worst people that fucking saw it. And nobody's going to know. And nobody's going to have any idea. Their little I, secret. I don't even remember if Uryu saw... Uh, Ur- Ukiora's first resurrection, so he might just be like, oh, yeah, that's what he looks like, resurrected. Oh, oh you're yeah. right, because uh, they used the elevator to get up there. Like, I, a yeah, little bit after. Yeah, because she was like, yeah, take me up over the canvas. Yeah, and depending on which version you watch slash read, he either got his hand cut off or he got it broken. So Cut off. Cut de- off yeah, was better. De- depends which set side of the, uh, the manga anime you are. Back to the actual episode that we're talking about, we get to see uh, BG9, RIP, Kangdu, RIP, and surprise, surprise, Shinji is surrounded. We're getting to the meat and potatoes of the episode here. I immediately wrote, it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it is time. He's Let's do go. it. It's going to happen. Now, 
Shinji fans out there, this is going to be a message to you guys, okay? Before I even talk to the scene. Okay. You guys got fucking roasted, homie. You guys got the Lemillion treatment on his fucking Bankai. That's a hate to fucking see it. That shit was so short, so quickly done, zero buildup to that. He just fucking popped it, moved on with his day. I was like, oh. The, uh, I, I, they, 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 I don't feel like they even tried. They were, they, it was cool. The animation, the scene where they're circling around and they're showing everybody, I thought it was really cool. And then it was just like, ah, PowerPoint, 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 PowerPoint. I was like, man, been there, Lamillion. Been there. Dog. I was so sad like, with Lamillion. That shit, that shit stuff. But we get the Sakashima, Yokushima, Hapu Fusagari. I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, there is a brand new OST that is played during this, which I thought was very, very good. Is this I have the different one with thoughts. The lyrics? Um, no, 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 no. it was just the, the music. second one. This is just the, the music. Okay. So when Shinji appears again, he gets the ones with lyrics and he explains basically that enemies and allies currently, at least are always mixed up because it's a war. So he barely gets to use it. But now, cause you know, everybody's dead. It's like, Hey, my ass fucking well. He's like, yeah, you killed all my homies. Yes. And then we get Ikaku and back with Yumichika. And he says that the shadows are getting darker. So he has a bad feeling. And that's when we should get Shuhei reuniting with the boys. So- I thought it was funny that he just hops over yeah. and just like oh you guys are sitting down hang on yeah, i need a like, break what's up guys like what are you doing and they're like what the fuck and this is where we get shuhei getting a little bit of knowledge here he says the quincy's are spreading highly concentrated reishi throughout the serate as a whole making it very difficult to track any of them so basically the terrain has changed they can't track anybody so a lot of time like shuhei he's just running around which you would explain i'm gonna give a benefit of the doubt to shinji in the first invasion where they were probably doing the same exact fucking thing and so because of that shinji couldn't figure out where the fuck to go that makes a lot of sense right and then we get mass the masculine from the top ropes hopping in and he is able to not hit anybody and he's like oh not bad for an undercard and everybody kaku and everybody gets offended like we're not fucking undercard like what the, the fuck? fuck this guy dude so they go to attack him instantly and Poor Ikaku, dog, gets his fucking Shikai grab and starts spinning around. That's embarrassing, dog. Yeah. I don't know how you come back from that. Hey, Shuei was there for the help. You know, yeah, he tagged Shuei him in. Yeah, saved the day. Yeah, for sure. But we did get the first introduction of his little minion, James, as well. I forgot James mm-hmm. was there the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So we James do get him as me. <laughs> it's me because I, I, I love Mass Masculine so much. Yeah. Little Pythes on there. He's just like the ring bit, uh, guy, he, right? He amps him up. So okay, it's so kind of like one of those things where, up. like, yeah, like the more of a superstar, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to aim for the from my memory here. The more of a superstar that James sees Mass Masculine, the more powerful he gets. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So he's a super fan. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He's me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like if anything happens, like he's got his back up to the wall. Pythons is there, like yeah, like, come, come on, on let's and then go, he's, boy. Like, he gets stronger, 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 stronger. Where he could actually be infinitely strong, you know, because Pythons has infinite love for WWE wrestling. Hell, no, all wrestling, Sam. Oh, sorry. So, so, so we got wrestling. some all Japan wrestling in there, right? Absolute, or new Japan wrestling? Absolutely. <laughs> that would be fantastic in there. I would love that. Mm-hmm. He's just copying moves. Mm-hmm. The frog splash, you know, Tets- get my boy Eddie in there. Get get my boy Tetsuya Naito over here. Yeah. Get him with the Destino. Oh, my oh, God. Right. RKO. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. All right, all right, all right, all right. We go back, and we see a bunch of Soribers. I thought this was actually really cool because we see a bunch of Soribers basically camping up up top, getting ready to jump the fuck out of Bambi. And I'm like, all right, all right, hey, fair. That's some fucking tactics, finally. And they just get blown up on accident by her throwing away her Bankai thing. And she's upset, basically. She's like, yeah, Koma Murray's even fucking here, so what am I going to use it for? And... um. All of the Bambiata squad ditched her. So she's walking around very I upset. I thought that was fucking funny. Yeah, she's she, talking to nobody. Yeah, she's like, come on, guys. And there's fucking nobody. But luckily, we get Komamura showing up. He makes his grand hero entrance. And I do like that Komamura was basically like, no, I was like, I don't want to fight you. I'm here to avenge, you know, Yamamoto. And she's like, oh, really? Is that why, like, you hopped in front to save those guys from, like, running away? I was like, oh, Komamura's He's still good a good guy. guy. I dig 
the outfit. I feel like it's a classic nod armor. to the OG, how he entered originally. We all know why he's doing it, but it's the OG upgraded, almost Iron Man armor-esque. I dig it. I dig it for coming around. It's like the Hulkbuster suit. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I dig it. I really do. I think they did a good job on it. So Bambi keeps referring to Komamura as Doggy, which is where uh, Jose I got the Doggy style. I watched the wrong from, video. So. Okay, it led, it led <laughs> to some really weird stuff. Yeah, afterwards. wrong side of the internet, really. So it's okay. And we get Shinji who appears behind Bambi. Uh, Bambi, Bambi. Uh, I thought interesting note. Shinji, Shinji, once again, by the way, he could have just insta killed her. He could just walked up behind her. She had no fucking idea that he was there. He could have been like blah, but it's like no. He's like, hey, what up? He's like, hey, I'm going to kill like, you. Like, I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. It's like, dude, like, literally, fuck up her senses, stab her right in the throat. Like, come on. What's your problem? Last time you fucked around like this, Aizen roasted you. So he goes Sakunade, which, and he says, I thought was fucking cool. Um, Shinji's like, yeah, I've been practicing so the words can appear backwards. And then they start appearing backwards. I saw that. I was like, whoa. Was like, that is fucking really, really cool. And Bambi, which probably is a bad matchup for Shinji, just starts shooting off explosions every which way. Like, how are you going to get closer? She's going to start exploding shit up. And it does seem like, I guess, her explosions are not hurting herself because she launches it at her feet at one time and she's fine. Yeah, they don't, but the, they don't hurt her. Okay, that which is a fucking 10 out of 10 power if you shoot explosions and not be hurt. Um, Bakugo. Yeah, I want yeah. a special note here on the OST for this fight. This is the one with the lyrics that Pythes was asking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite. Not I, I think, if anything, the Bankai had a pretty cool, interesting OST. I thought it was very, very good. I think this fight in particular should have been the OG Shinji. OST. This should have been the this should have been the moment where they throw it back to maybe some sort of a remix sort of yeah, setup. I think a remix of it would have been really um, cool. And they should have kicked it back because I think for a lot of people, there's a, there's a few arguments you can make, but I think Shinji's theme is one of like the top iconic. Songs from I think the it's OG. almost iconic. With it him. is interesting. It's jazz. It's really hype. It you know it's Shinji when you hear it. This should have been the moment for Shinji's OST. Okay, top five OSTs go. All right, here you go. Number one. Number one is number literally one is number, number one. one. You, you, yeah, you can't go wrong with it. I am going to put Shinji's OST in there. I think I'm going to put it third. And here's an interesting one that I'm going to give the correct uh, character's theme and not the bullshit one that they hijacked it for later. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. The Bount theme. Okay. Now, some of you might know it as the Okiora theme. Now, did you know that the Okiora theme was actually introduced in the Bount arc and so, they just fucking reused it? Which one's the Okiora theme? Is that Nube Negra? Jose, I have no fucking idea what you just said, Pythes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm all about the uh, the Espada theme. Would the one that up? goes like this. The one that goes like this. It sounds spooky. It sounds spooky. Someone in the comments will get it. No, someone, I, someone in the comments. I like will get the it. one with like all the like uh, string instruments that comes the, in right the, when, right when they come in. The Spanish guitars, man. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah, with the Espada cool. is super cool. Eisen's theme is number two for me. Oh yeah, treachery. Treachery, yes. Treachery. We were just talking about it earlier. Look at Pythes coming with the fucking titles of these songs. What the fuck? Me and Jose I were just talking about it. I didn't realize that the <laughs> lyrics explained what his powers. Oh, no fucking idea. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. You have cool. to go back and listen to it. Okay. Cool. All right. I dig it. Uh, shout yeah. outs to one of the OSTs in Hellverse. I can't remember which one. But it's <laughs> but it's like evil demonic chanting about how we're going to cut off your face and eat it and shit. It was oh, weird. Oh, yeah. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Oh, you shout out to Chad's. Chad's good. Chad. Chad's good. There's a lot of good OSTs. A lot of good. Honestly, I also got to give a special shout out to the really uh, funny, goofy one that they do all the yeah. time. They do the shenanigans. That's a classic. Also, the Quincy one, the new like marching Quincy. Yeah, one, fucking, fucking sick. Fire. Really I'll, good. There's guess, a lot of good OST in Thousand Year Love War, but I just yeah. don't know any specifics because it's still brand new. One more shout out: the sad piano theme that plays whenever shit. Yes, happens. yes. Oh, so good. I dude, 
and listen, I'm just saying, I got the Bleach OST on vinyl now, okay? I'm gonna, we'll get a really nice record player, Jose. Fucking pop that shit up. We'll, we'll get some, you know, we're not wine people, but, you know, we'll oh, get some stuff, some cigars. Special whatever. occasion. Special yeah. wine and a cigar. You know, no no biggie. No, none of our ladies are allowed. Yeah, no, of course. They definitely They not. wouldn't appreciate They're just gonna it. They're going to ruin it. They wouldn't so, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, fuck them. Right after the Shinji new song is introduced, and I wasn't the biggest fan of it, Bambi starts glowing red from her chest, and we found out that it's the Quincy Soul, Quincy Vol Stern uh, Day, I think is how they said it. They pronounced it the last word really fucked up. I'm going to say it's pronounced dick. Okay. D- Quincy Vol Stern dick. Okay. It's not, <laughs> not, not quite so hard on the case. D. 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 Right? D. Okay. D. D. So uh, we find out that we get, I think this is all exposition from Yuha Baha of all people, where they're saying that the bon- the Bankai was in the way, and he starts narrating that um, the Soul Reapers are going to regret regaining their Bankais, and your daydream of a battle brimming with hope and warmth ends now. And we find, we start seeing all the pillars of light, because we saw this in like the OG trailer for Korra yep. all the pillars of light are shooting about, and they're all colored, which is fucking awesome. I thought we were going to get them blue, but I'm happier they're with the color. Sick, that yeah. they all get their own colors. Really, really cool. And I, I did put uh, King Doos free again. I I assume and so bg9 is back as well pythes ne- next episode okay we'll deal yeah, with that next go. episode and yuha baha says the true despair starts right here and i put a special note that the fucking sounds of the bells is so fucking good just going off like it is eerie it is dread i'm just like dude the soundtrack once again is amazing it's still shiro sigaisu i yeah. think it's yeah, yeah it's the same it's the same guy doing the whole thing oh, so, so good and that's the end of episode two Asterisk aside from the end credit scene, which seems to be the only time we're getting any sort of Ichigo content, it's gonna be in credit. It's like Thanos in the fucking Marvel, like Avengers. We're only seeing him in the credit scenes across the multiple episodes. So we're back in the shrine walkway with Ichigo. No Ichibe narrating this time. Um, we see Ichigo, you know, under a lot of pressure, very hard to walk, and basically he's super close to the shrine like the gate that he's trying to get to and each time Ichigo takes one step forward he gets this like blasted with all these memories and images and stuff that he has no fucking idea what they are um it happens a couple of times to him keep trying to continue to go forward and Ichigo looks up at the very end and reveals that he basically I I don't think they're his per se but I think he is there's a reflection of four eyes coming off of yes. both of his eyes you, you do see um, I think that's the last thing you see yeah very last thing he looks up and we get the end credit little poem thing here and it's Komamura saying I will continue to fight myself as long as I have the fangs in my heart and the next episode is going to be titled Heart of Wolf um, couple of notes on the stuff that they show for Ichigo's little uh, mental breakdown there we <laughs> lots of images of dismembered bodies uh, yep. Lots of arrows all over. The guy in the lake is holding the sword who we thought was going to be Tokinata. I personally thought it was going to be Tokinata. I am starting to believe that is not Tokinata. <laughs> so I'm going to start backstepping from that one. I don't think Tokinata is making an appearance. I, I think it's really going to be Soul King backstory is what we're going to get here. Um, we get lots of images of the Soul King's dismembered body kind of inside of his crystal. And that's all I could really recognize from that. There's some sort of interesting sword handle that is shown in there as well. But outside of that, I don't uh, have any fucking idea what that could be. No knowledge. Well, those eyes that were projected onto Ichigo were the eyes of the Soul King. Okay. Because you have... You've seen the Soul King's eyes, and it kind of looks like he has a cross for his eyes, but those are actually like the four pupils or the four irises. Right? Okay, that's what I thought it was. I was so confused for a bit, so it makes sense, you know, with later on with what happens with Yuha. Yeah, I went to playback, and then I went playback as slow as possible to go through all that. And then I was like, yeah, I can't talk about most of this because I can't fit your own world, but the eyes, those are the Soul King's eyes. Okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. I don't have much, so... Um... When I looked up to see when I was browsing Twitter and stuff, because 
the way it is, I try to watch the episode right before we film. So a lot of times I get to see a lot of discussion happen before I even fucking see the episode. I didn't see too much discussion about cut content. From what I know, it seemed like most of the content was King Do related from these few chapters, which I don't think anybody gives a shit about, which is probably why I saw nobody talking about it. Everybody was just so excited to see the Shinji Bankai. Yeah. I mean, I got, I mean, I got my notes, but there's not a lot that was cut. There's more that was added or moved around. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, well, let's toss it over to you. I don't have much else to say about the episode. I think it was good. Um, I don't think – I don't know. It wasn't super, super hype for me, and I feel like they could have delivered a bit more on the Shinji Bankai. I agree. We did get the Lemillion effect on this yeah, one. Yeah, and I, I saw a lot of people beforehand. Obviously, you know, Bleach is, has such a dedicated fan base, and everybody's so um, hype and amazing. You guys are awesome fan base. But a lot of people were trying to tell me that Shinji was, Bankai was going to break the internet. And I was like – Ain't no fucking way. Dude. Nah, that, no that, that's way. a Luffy Gear yeah, 5 thing. Nah, not, a, not a chance. But it was still really cool to see that had a couple of cuts that were really cool. But I think they could have built the hype a bit better, too. It just seems like they – it almost seemed to me you could have cut that scene from the anime and be missing nothing. It, it added nothing. It did nothing. It didn't affect anything. What It was just – which fan service I love, but it was a fan service scene. It really was. So here's I what agree. I think they should have done with it. I think they shouldn't have mentioned it at all because mm-hmm. hyping it up, they just added it because it's cool, right? So how hype would it be if you watch this episode knowing nothing and then Shinji pops his Bankai and everybody would freak the fuck out? Yeah, yeah that would have yeah, been really cool because I feel like this episode more than any, I saw a lot of promotion from Bleach official stuff of them amping up this episode for Shinji's reveal. Here comes Shinji's reveal. Here comes click on this thing 50,000 times and it's going to reveal a new image and Shinji getting ready to do his Bankai. Um, here's all the people working on it. Here's what it's called. Shinji's going to be – I'm like, dude, like I've never seen so much promotion for an episode that I have as a Shinji one. It's crazy. Everyone was too excited about it and yeah. that's probably what ruined it. I don't think it's ruined. Well, not ruined, it, it, but just it didn't live up to the hype. It was it was a cool moment, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, Shinji gets a fucking Bankai. And I think even in the OG Soul Society Rescue arc, there was multiple caps that popped Bankai, and it was just as quick as that. You know, it's not like the the amount of time that it shared on the screen was my problem with it. It just felt like there wasn't enough buildup to the moment. I, and I feel, again, that Shinji's Bankai was a moment that a lot of people were really excited for so i think they could have you know they they, they they knew what they were cooking with it that's why they put it in thousand bell where they could have built up a little more suspense to it they could have you know put shinji in danger a little bit we could have seen him it would have been cool to see a first person scene from shinji potentially and see how he lost all of his squad and he's like okay you know or uh, i mean imagine this despair he's getting fucking all his people are getting killed really sad but then last moment he smirks he's like okay now i can do my bankai you know like anything like that would have been really cool but it just seems like they just uh shinji bankai jizz and then move on to the next one Hey, maybe something like that will happen and can't figure your own world. Okay. Oh, my okay. God. All right. All right. All right. I hate I'm, waiting. I'm just going to say – I'm just going to have to say this every episode. <laughs> we'll get to it. All, All right. right. Let's get to your notes, Pythes. Anything we missed on this episode? Uh, well, I also wrote I love that the, the foot soldiers were fighting the lieutenants. It made yeah. It, yeah. it made it feel made big, sense. like a war, like an actual shit's going on even though we're not focusing on it. Yeah, and that stuff in the beginning, to my knowledge, is completely anime only. Anime so that's only. why it's like – I feel like the anime only stuff that they're adding so far is just really illustrating how crazy the war is that's going on right now and like how everybody's fighting. And even Shinji mentions it for a second. It's like, yeah, it's like it is so fucked up mixed with allies and enemies fighting against each other. It is crazy. And that scene where it's like we pop over to fucking Iba, we pop, pop, pop over to Momo, we pop over to fucking Isani hiding while she's healing people. It's like, damn, it's desperate. And it, it made it feel so much bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Re- yeah, the I scale wrote, was massive. I don't really like it music-wise, but I just wrote haven't skipped the intro yet. <laughs> okay. Still like it. Um, I skipped it first episode. Uh, next. Uh, I, I just listen to it every single time. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Mayuri's rainbow coat reminds me of AMVs from 2006. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like people AMVs figure need to out. come back. I don't know if I'm not on the right side of the Bleach YouTube or anime YouTube as a whole, but I feel like AMVs are a dead art. I get They're... random ones, and the last one that I saw that was pretty cool was for uh, what's it called, Edge Runner. Okay, and it oh, had yeah. the song playing throughout it. I love the Edge Runner song. Oh, I so feel like good. we had a brief moment of golden age of anime AMVs when that Manskin song was pl- uh, was really Manskin, popular on TikTok. Manskin. It's the uh, I'm on my knees and I'm begging, yeah. and everybody was putting anime fights to yep. it. Every single anime fight, and one of the best ones I saw was that Naruto and Sasuke from the um, the Boruto movie. Oh, that they put with, with Momoshiki, that. and it went with the yes. music so well, and everybody was putting fights to it, just like cool moments to that song, and. Everything was awesome. It was so cool. But I feel like outside of that, it's just uh, a little bit of a dead art. I don't think there's – with the copyright system that there is now, I just don't think – well, you know, it's capitalism. Everybody's yeah, exactly. out to make money, you know? So and even the people that are making the content, why would you spend all that time making an AMV when you literally can't use it because it's not your song? Yeah, Exactly. It's it's hard to get around all that stuff. Get all your shit oh, stolen. Speaking of, it was a fucking pain in the dick, by the way. I don't know if you saw my rage messages in Instagram where I was trying to upload yeah. our fucking clips. I was – fighting the copyright system dude i was over at my girlfriend's parents house we were swimming i uploaded the first clip it was like cool i want to put like a few hour intervals upload the first clip immediately get an email copyright claim I'm like oh god and i have a heart attack every time i see that i'm like is it a copyright strike against the channel like is it god we we can't do that again I, i know so i look and it's like it's not a copyright strike or anything they just claim the content that's in your video um blocked everywhere nobody can see it was it just because of the so here's the weird thing I always thought, and you know, maybe this I'm, I'm old school and a boomer. Um, I always thought that they, the way they find it is based off of the music Same. and the sounds, and that's why, like a lot of times when we were do, ranking our Bleach openings and endings, they caught it instantly. Was because you know, obviously, it's very easy to match the music up with what you need to do. So I like it's like people always go about, oh, pitch correct it, change the pitch on the video. Da da. We don't have any bleach sounds inside any of our clips because we're talking it's from the podcast so it's all us talking about stuff that's happening and i find the clips that correlate with what we're talking about i don't know what happened with the last bleach episode but some anime management company has the whole thing on fucking lockdown where i ended up figuring out any clip that is 15 seconds straight like no cuts from me from the anime episode Instantly copyright. They know. Oh, shit. It goes over 15 seconds. Done. Anything under 15 seconds? No problem. Uh, Put a little cuts. Cut some uh, some weird like filler stuff out of them talking too long. Fine. No, no biggie. But if it's 15 seconds or more straight from the episode, no, no go. So I had to do a couple like creative cuts. I had to throw something in reverse one time. I I had to go and like change a whole bunch of shit because it was just it wasn't working. It just would not go up. And then once I changed it, fine. No biggie. Well, we figured That's it out. Fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was super concerned that like YouTube was going to be like, why the fuck is this guy uploading copyright content eight times in a row? You know, like <laughs> what the fuck is his problem? But luckily I, I have not seen any sort of impact about that. So uh, fingers crossed, boys. I felt oh, like I have another heart attack. I felt like I remembered like the, the clip length being like 10 seconds instead of 15. Yeah, it used to be 10 seconds. And they said that about the music too. like Watch Mojo will do it and they'll add like a three or four second clip of it. Like but, I guess I guess we yeah. have learned. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's stuff like that now where it's like even if it's um if they hear the music, period, they tag it like yep, immediately. Um, so it's like it, there's not really that grief, that grace period that used to exist where they're like, oh, put it in the description that it's fair use and you can use, you know, whatever, which is bullshit. But that was never actually a thing. Um, yeah, but it doesn't work. All that shit is crap. And it's like it's just whoever copyrights it copyrights is best of luck. So I don't even remember the context for this, but I just wrote who the fuck doesn't know Kisuke. <laughs> well, even Shinji made that joke. He was like, everybody fucking knows you. Yeah. Like, come on. But I did like how a couple of the people in the Miyuri squad were like starstruck when each other. I was like, oh my God, it's he's him. here. He's here. Oh, I love him. <laughs> it would have been funny if someone tried to get an autograph. That would have been yeah. fucking funny. Mr. Kisuke. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, can you sign these important documents? And he just keeps it like, <laughs> or he has like half the page folded up and he keeps yep. the signature. Mm. Mr. Yuri needs you to sign this. It's a liability <laughs> yeah, yeah, clause. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. That's going to go great on the uh, Bleach eBay. It's going to be 10 out of 10. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, So when Soyphone is shooting her Bankai at BG9, she does have kind of a sick one-liner. Because he's like, I need to analyze that more. Just why don't you take a hit and analyze it yourself? Yeah, (laughs) she does say that, yeah. That's pretty fucking sick. Soyphone had a lot of cool stuff where it's like, I do remember watching it, and I think I meant to write it. Soyphon's one-liner was infinitely cooler than Hitsugaya's one-liner. It was like, oh, Hiranamaru just wanted to come back. I was like, shut the fuck up, Hitsugaya. And then He's Soyphon's, a kid. Yeah, Soyphon yeah. said hers, and I was like, sick. What a fucking <laughs> badass. Well, Maida, got to add to this? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, they skipped a line where Kangdu says, uh, don't belittle us. We trained to control the Bankai we acquired. Oh, that's oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's actually really cool. Okay, because yeah. that would be a bit of a counter argument to what Urahara was saying. Was like, no, they just like they can't really control it all much. But like, no, we were training to control it. And then I wrote, when? When did you train? You've had it like for four days. <laughs> so they went in the hyperbolic time chamber. The four days was really you know two two years. They they were training. So Yuha had a uh, old man Yamas, right? Uh, I think he didn't bother. I think he just said, yeah, I could I could have stolen it, but I didn't feel like it. Oh, okay, I see. Because I thought he did steal the Bankai and then was just, like, dead. He might have, I guess. No, he did steal it. He, he did, did steal it. it. He did uh, steal, he did steal it. Died. Yeah. But then, I, hey, it's gone. It's gone. He probably hell. knew him. He was just like, I'm just going to take it from the old man and make him feel despair. Dude, imagine the final battle starts and, like, Yuha just lights his Quincy sword on fire. It would be oh. fucking sick. Dude, That's... because, you, you know, you think about it also, imagine the battle starts, he pops Yamamoto's thing, and there's only a few people that really know what Yama's power does, and it, the slow dread rolls over them like, oh, fuck, as he pops the thing that lets him summon the people he killed, and Yama comes back. Oh, dude. Dang. Oh. Mm. That's too mm. cool to be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it could be. It could be, you know, and especially that is on the cards of somebody having to fight Yama because... The Hell Arc is a thing. Yeah, yep. that's totally true. Mm-hmm. So we could potentially see a return of Yama and Unahana. having somebody have to fight him. Fuck that! I want Zombie Ukitake. Yeah, I think that I think that'd be sick as well. Yeah. Zombie that'd Ukitake. be really cool. Yeah. Okay, so Kangdu uses a move called uh, Shijin Sao, and it's and it's translated as Snake Claw. And then I wrote how snakes don't have claws; they don't have arms. True. Yeah, yeah it's snake fucking fang. snakes. Snake Fang. Yeah, Snake yeah, yeah. Fang. Snake Fang. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, uh, so, Kangdu reminds me of the guy from Street Fighters with those claws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah totally. He looks like an OC I would have made when I was 14. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah, almost that, is yeah. like, I would not be surprised if it came out later where Kubo was like, yeah, this Make-A-Wish kid like sent me his fucking design. <laughs> and I put him in his Kangdu, you know? It's like, he's oh, got, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. He's got a cool scar. He stole Hitsugaya's power. <laughs> yeah, he's almost like a Kirito Uchiha coming to life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the great, the greatest character that's ever been. 
<laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yep. In the Soul Reaper, the Bleach universe, but he's got the Sharingan as well. A classic fourth swag Kage creation. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love, by the way, just in case Kage has no hard feelings. We all love Kage here. Yeah. There, there, there is no doubt about that. So they kind of cut a scene from when Uryu was talking to Yuha. And Uryu asked Yuha, so did you know that the Bankai will be taken back by the Soul Reapers? And he goes, yeah. And then the scene kind of cuts. And then it cuts to later, which is when he explains, yeah, they can just take the Bankai. We don't care. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like, yeah, he knew that it was probably a possibility that could happen. But he was like, hey, if they take it, you know, fuck it. We'll release our Quincy powers. GG. Yeah. And then like, he was taking Kisuke into consideration, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's, it, it's then that they cut to Bambi, but after that, they cut to uh, Shinji in the anime. Which, once again, anime only. Hmm, okay, interesting. Here's where we get it get it shuffled around. Uh, Ikaku and Yumichika running into Shuhei and then Master Masculine showing up. That happens after the Bambi fight in the manga. Mm. I think this is just another one of those things where they're trying to bounce around like that so that it shows like this is a hectic war. Uh, that that's my thought exactly it feels so much more important instead of just focusing on one fight here one fight here it's just a it feels like more shit's going on yeah Yeah, which i think there's arguments to both sides of the storytelling where it's like it's good to set up all these fights but i think bleach has done it pretty well where they set up these fights they show you all your you know your favorites in like these horrible positions and then they'll give them like three quarters of the next episode to finish that fight but you'll still jump around and they'll show like hey all of this shit that you're watching all of the other stuff is still happening but let's just you know Here's what, what's going on here. Let's see the Soifan on the BG9. Like, yeah, here, here you go. It's like Soifan. This was so clearly Soifan Hitsugaya was most of this episode, you know. And then it cuts over. I'm sure the next one, Koma Mur, is going to be most of it. But we'll still get cuts into what everybody else is doing. Yeah. All right, so in the manga, Bambi is walking alone. And in the anime, you actually see her, the Stern Ridders following behind her for a little bit. Her friends. And then they just fuck off. <laughs> so oh, that it's, makes it even funnier yeah it's even funnier because in the manga she's just complaining because her friends have left and then we see them and then they're gone <laughs> no fucks uh, were given yeah so they kind of cut like a funny line komamura says he doesn't talk about wanting vengeance or anything she shows up and goes why are you at why are you wearing a bucket and he just goes oh it was a gift <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy it's so stupid and then I wrote, uh, I like the funky music that plays when Shinji uses Shikai. It reminds me of 90s R&B. See, I thought it was so, I don't know, not what I was expecting, which I guess you could argue is a good thing. It's because we want I, the theme, the Shinji yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just, I want the, I, it's one of those things where I feel like companies and shows, they always try to reinvent themselves, right? Like, no, we're going to give you something new. We're going to give you something new. Where it's like, there's nothing wrong with piping Shinji's OST into my headphones. There's nothing wrong. I we, There's a reason everybody loves it. Same thing where it's like, why are you guys holding out and using number one so often? I better be getting that shit blasted into my earphones the moment each go gets on screen. Uh, I will say, I think I like the song. It should have been used for a different character. Yeah. And I think, I think we all would have liked it more, but I didn't get the Shinji theme, and I'm salty about it. Yep, 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 I agree, and I think we should all be salty about it, and I can totally see this as being one of those things where it's like, if you mention, like, oh, yeah, I think they should do the Shinji OST, you go, fake fan, fake fan, it's like, that song's amazing, it's like, no, it's like, the song is good, I don't have anything wrong with the song. I, I like have, it. I, yeah, I yeah, have everything fantastic. wrong with the placement of the song, that's what I have wrong with it. Well, I was hype about the Bonkai, I wish they hadn't told us about it. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's one of those necessary evils where it's kind of like same thing when they talk about the people who review. Let's just take an example, like My Hero Academia, every week. <laughs> They fucking put all the spoilers right in the fucking title yep. because they have to. So that's like the same thing with Bleach. So like, hey guys, next week Shinji Bankai. And everybody's like, oh, and everybody oh, wants to watch. You know, but then it's like, oh, that's a fucking spoiler. Uh, so the 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 Shinji Shikai scene was fantastic, showing just yeah. how we. You never got to see it really be used because he used it against Aizen, and it's Aizen. Aizen doesn't play that game. Yeah, he figured it out like within a minute or less than a minute. He's just like, oh, I just got to do everything in reverse. And just like uh, in the anime when uh, shit shows up backwards, in the manga, the words are printed upside down. Yeah. Cool. 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 They did a great job on the Shinji Shikai scene. I thought it was awesome. I love his. Sh- I love how he holds it like a pendulum, like he's hypnotizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do cool. love that. He's- Shinji all the way across the board is a fucking cool guy. He just has his hand in it, right? Like, because it's like a big circle at the end. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. a big circle. Yeah. He just swings it. So cool. Oh, so. All the hits they got off on Mass Day Masculine, completely anime only. Oh, okay. That's good. I feel like that's one of those things, again, with like the Omida stuff that we talked about, where I feel like they they are changing the ebb and flow of the war, where they're kind of giving people their moments so that even because like you know like like i said last time everybody has a favorite bleach character and it's so fucking random it's so all over the place on who these people like where everybody you know some people fucking love shuei some people would love ikaku there's people that love yumichika there but like there's people who love like example isane all right they're not gonna get a lot of showtime but they still went through put anime only scenes to give them their little moment you know i was like all right sick I got to see my girl in this episode. Yeah, and that's all. That's most what people want. It's like they're just some sort of appearance of them a, doing a something. Mention. So it's like, okay, yeah. here's what they were doing. It's like, yeah, he's out there doing something. That's it. So, so like in the manga, uh, Mass Day Masculine shows up, and then it cuts away, and then it cuts back later, and they're all on the ground defeated. Mm. Oh, so and we don't even get to see the fight, right? You get to see a little bit. Like uh, Shuhei does wrap the chain around him, and then he gets like clotheslined, and that's it. Instead, like, Ika, they got a solid hit. Yeah, I feel like we still might get that same experience, though. I wouldn't be surprised if they full-on cut from, like, what we saw right now to maybe well, we see them one more time and then they just leave them. Maybe I read, like, a chapter four in the manga and know some stuff. Yeah, I I, I bet we're most likely they're, it's going to be the same setup. We're just going to go back to them and going to be defeated because most of what we learned about Masculine Masculine is during the Rinji fight, right? So why spoil it? Yeah, and then I was just this one. The last note isn't uh, an obser- observation; it's just a question. So, if they can't use the Volsternik because they have the uh, the Bonkai, couldn't they just like have the people that stole the Bonkai be like shitty foot soldiers? Because like yeah, Bambi's yeah, that's true. Ba- Bambi's explosion is really good. Well, no, actually, no, because. Yuha Baha explains that the reason why nobody else could steal Yama's Bankai was because nobody was power enough, powerful to enough hold, to like, take the Bankai. It. So there's clearly some sort of a power requirement to be able to wield these Bankais. So I think that's why it has okay. to be That's a good point. Yeah, Couldn't I, they I'm, then... I'm, full, I'm full of them. Yeah, yeah he's full of them. Mm-hmm. I still think stealing the Bankai is stupid. I'd rather it just destroy it. Well, yeah, it's almost like it would have been better. I don't know. Because it's, it's weird. Like, they can't use their vol standing because they have the bonkais or like I, I what is the reasoning behind that because it's not like it's poison you know is it is it they steal they don't ever go into more context but it's like are they stealing the bonkai and because they stole the bonkai it unlocks the vol standing or is it because they have the bonkai they're not supposed to use it like it it doesn't make any sense 
Why doesn't Shinji use his visor mask? Great question as well. Great, I know. Great question. Because it seems like, especially if maybe Urahara explained to everybody else, or maybe he came to the conclusion like, hey, listen, hollows are like fucking poison to these guys. Be like, hey, the eight of you that are in the Soul Society that have a fucking hollow ass, great idea for you guys. Maybe equip maybe that shit. Maybe pop it on for yeah. a little bit. It's like that'll scare the living shit out of them. I didn't even think about that. What if he just popped? <laughs> What if he just popped on his hollow mask and touched people? Yep. Yeah. Literally. Quite literally. What if she just started popping around and they're like, hey, we, we invited our friends to come in. It's all the fucking visors coming in and they're just full hollow. Ding, 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 ding. Just going around touching everybody. Yep. That would have been could, pretty cool. Could, could Kisuke have not just like made a thing full of hollow essence and like, hey, rub this on your sword. Just yeah, hit them hey, with it once. Basically, it's like it's like coating your sword literally in poison. Yeah, that's true. Which One is slash. that thing, you know, back in the medieval times, totally, right? Fucking poison sword, poison dagger, fucking do it up. They could have done that. And we're going full circle back to Sam using mustard gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming back. I'm just saying, do you want to win or do you want to lose? Like, pick a side, <laughs> all right? Like, re- remember what I was talking about, that Omida scene when his sister's impaled in the air. I'm just saying, you know, maybe if he had, like, some hollow guts on his sword, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. BG-9 would just start sh- short circuit explode. Well, I feel like... I see. I feel like BG Nine is the exclusion to which. Why the fuck would Hollow? He's a robot. Why? How that, is he a Quincy? Is why my does thing. that affect anything inside of him? Because he's not an actual human being. He's just a fucking robot. Why is he a? Ro- why does he exist? Yeah, it makes it makes no sense, and that's why I'm saying like obviously he's a robot that somehow has Quincy powers, right? Whether he be like a General Grievous sort of setup or something like that. But what's the requirements? If if you can just have a robot take the fucking hollow powers, then why not just produce more BG nines, and then we can just use BG nines for all the hollow powers, and then we have all the Sermonists free to go, like you were saying, Pythes. The only explanation I can see besides the answer of shut up, don't think about it, is Grimmy was like, hey, what if there was a robot that was a Quincy? That's that's yeah, the that's, only explanation that I can see true. as well, especially because we already know that one of them is Grimmy's creation, right? So that's the only thing that maybe two of them. Okay, two of them. Why? Let's, oh, make, okay. let's make it three. That's the only explanation that would make sense to me. That there is a robot that has Quincy powers and is strong enough to take a fucking bonkai from somebody, which we already established that there's a power, like mechanic to it. I fucking hate BG Nine so much. <laughs> he he just doesn't make sense. BG 9s existence is a question. You know what? I would be better. I'd be okay with it if he had a cool design. I think he looks dumb. Yeah, well, he's just a basic design. He's pretty basic, except asterisk. Asterisk. I did like how he looked when he was about to dissect Soifan. I thought that that was pretty creepy when he was like bringing out the tentacles and like about to fucking dissect the shit. I was like, okay, that's cool. That was cool. cool. And that Uh, was a direct panel thing. That was direct panel from the manga. I was comparing them. Okay, all right. Okay, See, cool, but cool. outside of that, I do feel like BG9 also, even when he gets up because Soifan gets stolen, he's walking, he's like, he looks like a fucking dumbass. Like, I, I would not be scared of that guy walking towards me. Also, they changed the design for his Gatling gun. In the manga, his Gatling gun has like a Quincy cross on it, and it's got all these like weird like tentacle things coming out of it attached to him. But in the show, it's just like a Gatling gun. It's just a Gatling gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm guessing the, to save on the budget. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that's probably one of those things where it's not necessarily like, we're going to make it better. They were like, we're not going to draw that because it's BG-9 and fuck that. Fuck this dude. He's going to die. This is going to be on screen for 10 seconds and then they get, get destroyed and never yeah. used again. It's like, we're fuck not going to design that thing. Fuck you, Kubo. And then they moved on to the next one. <laughs> I hope that was the actual conversation they had. <laughs> Kubo's like, in yeah, the Kubo's room. Like, 
It's like I got a question for you. Uh, so what's with the design for like BG Nine's like Gatling gun? He's like, oh, well, it's, it means this symbolism makes that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So like, what's the purpose of it? I mean, it's a Gatling gun. All right, so we're just gonna draw a Gatling gun and we're just gonna move on with that. Thank you. Yeah, all, all they gotta say, hey Kubo, my wrist is tired. He's like, yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> hey, been there, man. Been there. Wrap it up. Did you see the meme he posted? No, was, no. He... This is an old one where it was just a. A picture of eyes, and it says, "Hey, when did you think you were the one drawing me?" <laughs> oh, that's I like great. that. It's really meta. Great. That, that's all. That's all for my notes. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Well, shit. I do want to say I don't know. I I feel like looking back, I, I'll know more when I go to edit the episode. I feel like I was a little negative on the episode, but I think it was a good episode all the way through. I think it had good action sequences. I did like that we got Shinji's Bankai, even though it wasn't how I would have envisioned it. But I thought it was still good. I look forward to. Okay, actually, I'm a liar. I don't look forward to the next episode because it's Homomura. <laughs> so I just want to – I was going to try and be positive on the end here. But fuck the next episode. It's literally called The Wolf's Fang. Who gives a shit about Komomura? I, I do. Mean, dog shit. Dog I, shit I, character. I think it'll be all right. He gets a cool new design. We get to see my girl Bambi more. There's going to be lots of explosions. I'm excited like crazy. Yeah, we, Did he, she lose that fight? I don't remember. Fuck yeah, she does. And she yeah, becomes right? a zombie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we get – is this the same fight that we get Komamura's human form? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, then he turn, get never be never be seen of again. Thank fucking well, God. Well, he becomes a doggy afterwards. Thank fucking God. Goodbye, uh, Komamura. So he comes back in the books. I knew uh, it. That's I got, really? Yep, and there's a really good scene with him. No, wait. How wait, is that so possible? How, how? Because, no, because in the Hell Arc, he's shown as a dog. Yeah, because he's still a dog. He doesn't but just I- disappear because he's a dog. Okay, but how does Komamura come back? He's hanging out. He lives in like a doghouse on a hill like near oh, the 7th okay, Division okay. Barracks. I thought you mean like he makes a reappearance as Komamura proper somehow. No. Like he like co- no, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, See, I, I, thought he, I thought he comes back. Yeah. I was like, what the yeah, fuck? I, I know he comes back as a dog. Yeah, you about blew all of our minds here, Pythes, that he somehow returns back to his form. I was like, that makes no fucking sense. I mean, we could just pretend that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Content, the content. Yeah, he comes crazy. back. He comes back and he marries Soy Phone in a really good book, apparently. Ugh, 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 ugh. Ew. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm not looking forward to this. But what I am looking forward to is once we get past this fight, here's what we have left, right? Okay, now this is how you know it's going to be good. We Komamura versus Bambi, the puke. Okay, I could be changed if the animation is really cool or something like that. But you know what we got after that? Rinji versus Master Masculine. You know what we got after that? Rukia versus Asnot. You know what we got after that? Kipachi versus Grimmy. Okay. You think it's going to end on that? Banger fights, dude. Absolute banger fights coming up. That's what it has to. Oh, no, wait. Before we even get to Kenpachi versus Grimmy, we have to have uh, Zombie Girl versus Mayuri. There you oh, go. yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. We got some good stuff coming up still. And it's like, unfortunately, listen, I'm going to say again, I haven't said it enough. The Kumamura fight is the downer on that whole fucking fight for me. I don't give a shit. So. I. I... I have no idea why you don't like it. The philosophy is great for that shit. Bleh, bleh, right. Philosophy. Okay, has anybody seen the Barbie movie? Can I spoil the Barbie movie? I did really watch quick? it. I watched it on Friday. Pythes, you're not gonna watch it. No I have been. I have been told that it's good. Actually. Okay. Well, here is my take on the movie. Okay. Oh boy. Just <laughs> <laughs> getting too into okay. it. It. This. It was almost like I was watching uh, the Grinch who stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey <laughs> version. Okay. <laughs> The movie itself, not great. Not really that good. The set design, the costumes and all that stuff are fucking 10 out of 10. Like, really, really well done. But the end of the movie, and this is going to be a broad spoiler, kind of, asterisk. 
the end of the movie, Barbie decides that she does not want to be a Barbie anymore. She wants to become a human. And what they the go fuck? Through, they go through yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. fucking 10-minute philosophy conversation of what it means to be a human, what it means to be a woman, what it means to make the transition from Barbie to girl and how all this stuff is going to change. She's going to have all these feelings now. It's going to hurt. I just couldn't roll my eyes for it out of my fucking head. I don't give a shit about that. Grow up. Like, oh, my God. That's where we're going to get with the Come America fight versus Bam. That's where I'm circling back. To. Oh, that's where it's, I don't oh, okay, give okay. a shit okay. about a tie in? that, dude. Oh, it just – and I looked over to my girlfriend. She's just sitting there like – just, in lo- awe. just loving it. Just absolutely loving it. I'm like, dude, the movie could have ended 20 minutes ago. Like, she's already been to the real world. Just let it go. Like, she knows. Like, except we have to have the fucking creator of Barbie come in and give a special speech. It's like if Kubo appeared in his fucking manga and was like, Koma Mur, so you want to be a dog? Let me explain to you the perks of being a dog. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I mean, he doesn't want to be a dog. Yeah. But he has well, to. Yeah, well, it, it's dog shit is what it was, so. Anyways, really great sets, though. Hey, 10 out of 10, whoever made that, because it was in the costumes, also very good. But the movie itself, I will. And I got Katie, who's my girlfriend, for those who don't follow along. I got her to agree that it, you know, I did not feel bored watching it, except until it got to the end. And it still got really philosophical. Um, The stuff with Ken I thought was awesome, fucking hilarious. But I would never watch that movie again. Never, never watch that movie again. Zero. And even she was like, yeah, I'd probably never watch it again either. I'm on the same boat. If it comes up and it's. You know, at someone's party or whatever, and yeah. I watch a clip, sure, but it ain't got out no of my rewatch own choice, value. Probably not. Yeah, it wasn't funny enough to rewatch it. You know, I mean, I did love Ken. Yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah Ken was great, and I love Margot Robbie. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have watched the Puss in Boots movie. I watched it. The Puss in Boots watch movie it. was yeah, fucking Sam, fire. Yeah, dog. Sam said it was fire. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it had, the Puss in Boots movie has no right being that good. No, it's right. bullshit. It's bullshit yep. that it's that good. Mm-hmm. The animation is incredible too. Like best, white, best. Best use of a map in anything. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It, it, uh, great movie. Watch Puss in Boots. Don't watch Barbie. That's it. That's that's all we can tell you. All right. So look forward to next week when Sam and I debate the Bambi fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna We're be a gonna good debate fight. The inner philosophies of Coma Mer versus Bambi. It's gonna be ten out of ten. If you guys disagreed with anything we said in this episode, which I think there is a couple things to disagree with, let us know in the comments down below. Of course, make sure you guys are liking, subscribing leaving nice reviews on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Podcast, Ron, wherever you're fucking listening to this thing on. Make sure you tell your friends. And we will see you guys next time for the next episode of Bleach Sounds and Blower. And, of course, follow us on the socials. Everything will be in the description of the video or podcast. Bye, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.